Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas researcher Colin Byrne to get an update on the maternal herd in Chagas Grange. Colin, you're very welcome. Can you give an overview of the herd and the background to it? The maternal herd, I suppose, was set up um, a number of years ago. Its main aim, I suppose, was originally working on validation of the um, the um, Eurostar replacement index. Um, so it's made up of a 90 cow um, spring calving herd. And then I suppose within that 90 cows, they're split into three groups. So the average replacement index or your, I suppose, your three-star cows with early and late maturing breeds within that then high replacement index, so five-star um, cows. And then there's also a high replacement index, um, first cross um, dairy cows, so um, lymph region and Angus region. So generally, um, all the cows are inseminated to the same Shirley bull. And then um, for the past number of years, all the heifers have been inseminated to the same Hereford bull um, with 100% of these heifers calving at 24 months of age. Um, I suppose the main aim, um, as I said, was originally was validation of the Eurostar replacement index, um, but also provide, but now when as it's moved forward anyway, um, it's more around, I suppose, providing information to um, ICBF on difficult to measure traits. So these are traits that, look, it's just impossible to get a direct measurement of them um, on a farm. So something like um, dry matter intake of grass um, is, is fairly laborious to to record these um, direct measurements um, and then also something like milk yield of the cow. So we do a direct uh, milk yield measurement of the cow and then this can feed back into the, um, the I suppose, the selection processes um, and our um, genome, uh, genomic evaluations. Um, more recently then, I suppose, or more recently being this year then, um, we've also started to um, record some um, greenhouse gas emissions um, from these cows so I suppose a range of genetics um, in these cows and again um, this information will get fed back into ICBF. That's great Colin and a lot of farmers would have visited Grange back in July for the open day for beef 2022. How does the herd differ from the Dairy Patrick herd? The Dairy Patrick herd has been very much on um, working a little, more recently working a little bit more towards demonstration um, whereas this this herd is what we'd call a little bit more um, component and a, a little bit more um, research um, focused than, than demonstration, you know. So I suppose you probably hear you hear about it a little bit less, I suppose, but it is there working on these things that I just spoke about there. And how would the genetics differ from the two herds? So I suppose in terms of genetics, we probably have a little bit more of a range in that we are comparing the high to the average. Um, whereas the the dairy Patrick would always focus on um, more on five star five star only cows, you know, so as um, as high um, replacement index um, as they can. Um, in terms of I suppose breed makeup and that they're they're reasonably similar in that you know um, there's a little bit less maybe first cross dairy um, cows in the maternal herd and the dairy Patrick up until now has been fifty fifty split between the two. This year has been a good year all round. How have the weanings performed on the farm? Yes, so look, we've been reasonably happy um, with weaning. Um, we weaned there, um, I suppose, about everyone's weaned about a month now, I suppose. Um, so 
um, for um, bull calves, they were they weighed um, 299 kgs um, at weaning. I haven't done 1.25 kg per day. And then the heifers um, weaned at 280 um, <clears throat> kgs. Um, I haven't done 1.16 um, kg per day. So we were, we were pretty happy with those, I suppose, overall. And how will they be managed from now and over the winter period? As of, I suppose, at the moment, there's, there's still a grass. You know, grass is still kind of, um, there is some, still some growth there and as long as ground um holds up we'll leave them out but but they're most likely going to be housed i suppose within the within the week um and then um when they go in they'll um they'll go on silage so our i suppose our silage results are back and they'll be going on to a 76 percent um dmd silage um and they'll all get about um one kg of concentrates per head per day um, so we'd be hoping that they'll be on target then to to grow at um in around zero point five zero point six um kg over the over the winter. All the cows are housed at the moment, Colin. How did they scan this year and how did they perform? Yeah, so um yeah, look, cow, um, cows are all housed. We um I suppose we originally housed them and um fed them straw to try and dry them off. Um, with the plan that maybe they might get another um, week or so out before they have to be housed for the winter. But then with the rain that came, we probably just couldn't have the kind of the heavier animals out. So they've stayed in. So look, um, there's we scanned reasonably well this year, um, 90% scanned in calf. Um, cows are in now, so they'll stay on a um, 67% um, dry matter digestibility silage um, for the winter. Um, as will the the in calf heifers. So the in calf heifers, I suppose, they're we just uh, to note we'd always pen them separately to the cows, just to I suppose avoid bullying and and that like for for the moment they are that little bit smaller and bullying is fairly likely to occur. Um, and then I suppose in all these, then we'll um, we normally measure measure body condition score every um, three to four weeks just to make sure that there's no no major drop-offs in it and if we had to take um, corrective action I suppose if it drops off you might have to go with a better quality silage um, and then if you feel the cow if we felt the cows were getting a little bit too fat um, then um, we might um, we don't have any worse quality silage but we might mix straw or something in with the silage just to dilute down the um, dilute down the quality so that we can, um, so they don't get too fat and we don't have, uh, I suppose, issues in coming up to calving and that, you know. Yeah, and you probably are looking at body condition scoring cows and pinning accordingly as well, pre-calving. Yeah, exactly. So we'll normally um, do our best. We'll um, pen, um, I suppose, a mix between um, body condition score and also calving date. Um, so exactly as you said, where um, cows are, the, the cows in better um, condition score we'll try to have them um grouped reasonably to get reasonably well together um and then also i suppose the other thing to, to be mindful of is the their actual calving date so some of the cows um that are not going to be calving till much later in the spring and um, you just i suppose need to be careful what can happen to those because obviously, obviously with a um this year we're kind of on in track to have maybe um 12 to 13 week calving spread so those that are calving 12 weeks later, they can go one or two ways either. You know, they can either get very, very fat if they're doing well on the silage or um, they could start to lose um, condition if, if they're not doing as well on the silage. 
That's great, Colin. I suppose in relation to herd health, what's the plan for the herd for the winter? So I suppose in terms of, well, with the weanlands anyway, I suppose that the, the health, I suppose, for those starts well before weaning, you know. Um, so we would have um, given booster vaccines for um, pneumonia and IBR um, a month before they were weaned. Um, and then um, I suppose depending on fecal fecal egg tests and that um, now um, coming up shortly, um, they'll be how they'll be dosed and then housed accordingly. Um, then for the for the sorry for the cows, um, they'll generally um, get a um, housing dose as well, um, and then um, that in in general that's normally where where we go with those. And what are the main parasites that you're looking at treating this winter? So look, I suppose the main ones we'd normally react to um, our um, AHI um, slaughter reports in terms of what they are. So at the minute, we're probably going to be looking towards liver fluke um, is is one that I suppose pops up um, quite a lot. Um, and that's probably one of the ones that we're going to be targeting, I think, just looking at the mo- most recent um, reports. And from the results to date of the herd, what have the main findings been? Um, so I suppose in... In general terms, um, if we just look at, I suppose, some of the stuff that's been maybe worked on a little bit more from previous years, obviously this year we're kind of, I don't have results from this year just gone in terms of where I've, um, in terms of where we are. But even if we just look at performance last year, we would have seen that, I suppose, the the beef cross um, dairy cows, they weaned, I suppose, a heavier, a heavier weanling. Um, their pre-weaning average daily gain was probably that little bit um, higher. And that, I suppose, was a result then again of um, increased milk yield. So when we did our milk yield, milk yield measurements, um, these these cows generally did have a higher milk yield. That led to, I suppose, the, um, the, higher, the higher average daily gain and then also the higher weaning weight. Um, as a result of that, then um, these animals, I suppose, had a higher um, weaning efficiency percentage. So they would have had um, up on 50 percent weaning efficiency, whereas the um, the high replacement, the high replacement index um, suckler sourced animals would have been around forty three percent. So I suppose forty two was normally our target. So they were still on that. That was the average cows or the cows with the lower genetic merit. We're only weaning about forty percent um, of their of their body weight, and um, so that's probably a little bit below target and where we are. But I suppose if we look even within then the the suckler sourced animals, the the average versus high, we do see um, I suppose improved um, performance. And I'm just talking about the wean weaning period here for last year. We do see improved weaning uh, performance of the animals from the the cows with the higher genetic merit. Colin, you mentioned earlier the greenhouse gas emission experiments that are being carried out. What can farmers look forward to getting an update from in the future? Because this um, herd is, I suppose, more or less winding down this year. And we, as we move forward, um, there'll be a little bit more of a focus, I suppose, on the environmental impact of these um, suckler herds. So I suppose for this ex- um, experiment, we'll be I suppose, assessing um, the effects of genetic merit on greenhouse gas emissions in grass-based suckler cows. So this is an area, I suppose, that there's very little information on worldwide and Ireland with its unique, I suppose, grass-based system, we're um, fairly well positioned to, to do this. Um, the other part then, I suppose, of the next experiments going forward will also be um, looking at the role of um, selecting for 
for um, genetic traits such as uh, reduced age at first calving and also looking at how um, pre-weaning um, nutrition can, I suppose, both help reduce the age of puberty and thus the age of first calving in in late mature and suckler heifers. And then also um, looking at how this will also help reduce the age of slaughter in these animals. So I suppose the finishability of these animals as they come up for slaughter and um, between uh, 20 to 23 months of age. That's great, Colin. Thanks very much for the update on the maternal herd in Grange. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Colin for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.